This is a free download from Lancy Leland Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Lancy Leland Church building. At the Vines, Samson's, to the Chamber of Lions of Guernsey. Contact us or find out more information about us. Please visit our website at delancyleon.co.uk Praise God. Good this morning. So, you know, in the book of Acts, we're going to have fun this morning. Is that all right? Can we have fun in church? Is that all right? Can we have fun in church? Is that all right? Is that cool? Is that all right? Well, we are anyway. So, uh, Acts 28. I want you to just, why you put your hand out? Everyone put their hand out. Just like that. Uh, I want you to go shake it off. Just, just shake it off. Okay, just shake it off. Now, we're going to do that as we go on. Instead. Just shake it off. Now, it's all going to fit together as we do that. That was a good shake there. Sisu, come on there. It's Laurie, even better. Look, look at that. Is, it, is that natural or is that something you're doing there? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Acts 28. I want to talk this morning about shake it off. <sighs> <laughs> Acts 28 and, and 1 6. I, I just kind of feel just, uh, I think in life we've got to, I think we have to take a lot of things to heart and we need to learn how, how to shake things off and things. And we're just going to touch on those things this morning. We're also going to kind of physically do it. I find if you do that, it kind of sticks in your head. So every time this week something comes against you and you're going to shake it off in your head, you'll be doing this. Okay, so it's good to do that. Uh, Acts 28, 1 to 6. Now, when they had escaped, they'd found on the island that was called Malta, and the natives showed us unusual kindness. For they kindled a fire and made us welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a, a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened onto his hand. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow to live. For he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. However, they were expecting that he would swell up all suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a God. We just see here, we see that the islanders here had shown Paul uh, and all his crew there, built him a fire, showed great kindness to him. And right in that fire that they built, the Bible says this snake just came out and, and bit Paul's hand and kind of wrapped himself around his hand. Uh, and there's the incredible thing. It, it's how Paul just kind of just shook it off. I just love it. He, he kind of just shook it off. Didn't allow it to get a hold of him or, or call itself around his, around his arm, if you like. He kind of, he just shook it off. And I think there's things in life that we've got to learn to kind of shake off. Sometimes we're trying to fight things, but sometimes the real key really is to learn to kind of shake things off. As things come into our lives, we need to learn to, to shake it off. Not allow it to, to grab around our hearts and over our lives. We've got to learn to shake it off. And there's three things I find in this particular scripture here. Three things that really we need to learn to shake off in life. 
Notice the first thing that Paul had to learn to shake off. Have you, have you found it really good that when things kind of really come against your life, doesn't it feel good to shake it off? Doesn't it feel great to let it get on top of you, overwhelm you, and oppress you? There's something fantastic when you learn to shake it off. Just this, just a couple of days ago, I had a phone call, and you'd be glad to know it's from no one here in Guernsey, no one here, and it was quite an offensive phone call. It's amazing, you go to preach something, and then you're tested on it that very moment. And you know what I had to learn to do? I had to learn to what? Shake it off. So easy to let that thing get a hold of you and respond in some way to it. But I think the key to to living a, a victorious Christian life is to learn what to do to shake it off. And here's the first thing Paul had to learn to shake off. Public opinion, people's opinion. They seemed to assume certain things about him. They made certain judgments about him. One thing I've found about opinions, everybody's got one. Have you found that? And the moment we learn that peace is better than being right, I think it opens this whole new world to us. And Paul had to shake off people's opinions of him. I think sometimes we base our self-worth often how people treat us. That's where we get our identity from so often. That's how we, we get our sense of self-esteem and self-worth, by how people treat us. And often it only takes one disapproving look, one unappreciated word, and for a lot of people, their whole world collapses. You know, somebody gives them some offensive look or looks them a wrong way or turns their back on them or says something they shouldn't say, it's amazing from that point on how people's whole world begins to fall apart. First, I'm saying to Paul, he's a criminal. And as he just kind of shook it off, as he shook off the attack, they began to have a different opinion about him. If you like, he minimized Satan's attack by acting like he was no big deal. I think so often we make big deal of small things. I would kind of think from my estimation, if I was there kind of, as I often do, into the woods there, you know, making my fire and cooking my barbecue and everything else, and a kind of snake came out and grabbed my arm and bit me, I'd kind of think that was a big deal. And often when we talk about, you know, every time that we talk about things and people give their, you know, different things happen in their life, that would be my major thing. I was building a fire once and a snake came and bit me. That would be, I'd talk about it forever. I really would because it would be a major thing. But to Paul, it was almost like it was no big deal. He, he treated it like it was no big deal. And I think so often, a lot of people spend their whole life gripped by small things that somehow have held them back in life. This is for the marriage. Are you ready for this? I think one thing that can help your marriage is to learn to shake off the little offenses. Learn to get over things quickly. Don't spend years of your life trying to get over things. Learn to shake it off. You know, when your wife comes and says, you know, your belly is starting to look like a bowling ball. Just shake your belly and shake it off. Okay. But when you're... Sure, I don't know what I thought of that one for. But, you know, when you're 
When you look at your wife, when your wife says, what do you think of my hair? I spent a fortune on my hair. What do you think of my hair? And, you, and your husband just starts laughing. What you learn to do, you need to learn to shake it off. Okay? Not your hair, that is, but, you know, shake it off. When someone says, you know, you, you, you know you, you're doing something really well, and someone says, you did that so rubbish. That was rubbish what you did. Instead of getting offended by it, learn to shake it off. Because I think so many people have been affected in life because what have people have said to them? I think of so many people, and you counsel them, you talk to them, and they say, actually, I was so affected by what that teacher said to me. That teacher that said to me I'd never make anything in my life 30 years ago, I've never quite got over that. That guy at school that, that bullied me and, 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 and mocked me about certain thing in my life, I never really got over that mocking. It still has stopped with me till this very day. And so we allow certain things in life to get a hold of us. We get all the offenses that, that somehow come into our lives. We, we allow all the offenses to grip us. What we've got to learn to do, we've got to learn to do what? We've got to learn to shake it off. Jesus said there's one sure thing in life. that offenses are sure to come. Whether we like it or whether we like it not, offenses are sure to come. I would probably think you've only got to drive a few miles down the road where you're going to at some point be offended. Is that right? It's amazing how easily offenses come through life. People don't always necessarily mean to offend us. It could be a word that they don't even mean, yet we've took... We've either misunderstood it or we've, it's been miscommunicated to us and we've got offended by it. And I see so many people who've been affected and damaged in life because they didn't learn to shake off the offenses. Offenses are sure to come. It's interesting, and I, I looked up this word. The word offense in the Greek, you know where that word is from? It's actually taken from what they, what they used to use as a trap. And the, and the actual thing they use to put the bait on is the Greek word offense. Isn't that amazing? And I'm often believing that often the devil sets offense for us to set a trap for us. Because when we take offense, or we take the bait, if you like, it gets deep down into our heart and begins to damage us, begins to affect us in life, because we've allowed that offense to get a grip and get a hold of our life. You say, well, what about my feelings? If we make the right choices and refuse to get offended, it's amazing how God begins to take care of your feelings. Amen? Matthew 24, no need to turn to it. Matthew 24 is a great chapter. We love Matthew 24. It's all about the signs of the end times. And a lot of those things were seen happen before our very eyes. Is that right? All kinds of things. As you read Matthew 24, there's all kinds of signs that are pointing to the very soon return of Jesus. Can you say amen? They're there, pointing to us, pointing to soon he's going to come. All kinds of signs. One of the things that's there that we don't really think about very much, as we find in verse 12, he says, In the last days, people's love will grow cold. That's one of the signs of the days that people's love will grow cold. But in 1 Peter 4, verse 18, he says that your love should be fervent. As believers, our love should be fervent or red hot. 
We should have an on-fire, aggressive love walk. But the devil wants us to have an uncaring attitude. He wants us to turn in on ourselves. He wants us to live our lives and not think about anybody else. And I believe what happens is that we get offended and we allow the offense to get deep into our hearts and it begins to block the flow of love. It's very hard to love people when you're just so full of offense, when you're so full of hurt, when you're so offended in life, it's very hard to let that love flow out of you. And one of the reasons why the devil wants you to be offended is so love doesn't flow out of you. You're so full of offense, you're so full of hurt, it blocks the love and your heart begins to get cold in love. You can't love people to the level you want to love people because of the offense that you've caused. Give me a hand to shake again. <laughs> Who gives you the power to do that? Who thought about that? How do we have the power to shake off things in life? You know what I call it? I call it grace. God gives you the grace to give you the ability to shake things off that come against your life. I believe that it's the grace is the ability to shake off opinions that are false or even sometimes even true. Jesus on the cross shook off everything that came against him in life. Think about it. They says, you're not God. You're not a king. He just, shook, he just kind of shook it off. They spat on his face. They mocked him. They laughed at him. But he just shook it off. They gave him vinegar. He just shook it off. In the wilderness, the devil tempted him for 40 days. Remember that? Jesus just declared the word. And no matter what the devil threw at him, he just shook it off. He just shook it off. And we need to see that God gives us the shake. He gives us grace, the ability to shake things off. How many would rather have God's peace than stay offended? Wouldn't you? Think about the times when you've taken offense. And the bitterness and, the, and, and that, that kind of stuff gets inside you. Would you rather have the peace of God or keep your offense? How many would rather have the peace of God? And Paul didn't treat that snake like some big deal. And I think that's the way we should treat offenses in life. Don't treat them as a big deal. You say it's hard to live that way. That's what it means being a Christian. It's called being a Christian. It's called being a Christian. When Jesus says, turn the other cheek. Bless those that persecute you. Shake off the attacks. That's what it means, I think, so often to be a Christian. You've got to shake off what that person said to you. Shake off what that person said about you. I think if we could just live our lives with a sense of grace, we'd be so more effective in what we do. If we could just learn that, that grace gives us the power to shake things off. I think we should, we should get up every morning of our life and live with a sense of radical grace. Live with a radical sense of grace. You know what that means? Treating others maybe as they don't, what they don't deserve. That's what grace is really, isn't it? Think about it. Grace is... Is God treating you in a way that you didn't deserve to be treated? 
And that kind of radical grace has to be in our lives every day. That we begin to treat people in a way maybe they don't deserve to be treated. The way they spoke about you, the way they treated you, the way they responded to you, the things they said about you. When I live in radical grace, it means I don't respond to them in the way I should respond to them. Why? Because I'm living in radical grace. The radical grace of God. I think those people were just, they were just looking at Paul. Was that snake? I was going to bring a toy snake in but I didn't bring that. But... As that snake was wrapped around his arm, they were just watch, waiting for him to keel over and die. They just shook it off. I think people are looking at you. They're looking how you respond to what people have said about you. They're looking to how you respond to various challenges what people put before you. And when they see you don't keel over, when they see you respond with grace and love, they begin to change their opinion about you. They no longer think you're kind of some way out, strange, weird person. They begin to change their opinion about you because you've learned the truth of learning to what? To shake it off. There's the second thing, very quickly. And I think this kind of happens in life. I call it out-of-nowhere attack. Ever had that happen? Life is so wonderful. Everything's going so wonderful for you, and right out of the blue, something happens. Ever, how many of you had that experience? Right out of the blue, that out-of-nowhere attack. I think Paul was attacked from a place he didn't see it coming. He couldn't slowly dispose of the viper. He had to quickly remove the viper. I'm talking about the blindside moments in life. When suddenly things go wrong, the enemy attacks you in a way you never thought. You weren't prepared. You weren't ready. Suddenly the enemy comes. You weren't expecting it. A wise Christian doesn't place himself in temptation and expect to overcome it. A wise Christian is one who says, God, give me the grace, and when that attack comes, I can immediately make a decision. I can shake off anything that comes my way. A wise Christian is someone who never puts himself in the way of temptation. He knows his weakness. He knows where he struggles. He knows where his real strength is. And he's known this, that where he is weak, God can make him strong. And I think at times we've got to prepare our life for the out-of-the-nowhere attack. Out-of-the-nowhere attack. How many of you found that's the way blessing works in your life? I found that often many, many times. Suddenly, I only love the suddenness of God. We had that, that everything seems, nothing seems to be happening. Everything seems to be, if you like, going along. Nothing seems to be really transpiring. And suddenly, a suddenly of God happens. And a blessing comes. Something right out of the blue just blesses your life. How many of you have had that? Isn't that great? You know what? Sometimes, that's how the enemy can attack. Suddenly, that attack can come. All of a sudden, you can face temptation. And the issue is how we respond. We need to respond quickly before those attacks come. We don't stay around and allow the enemy to coil himself around us. I remember someone who says that he would go for miles out of his way to avoid a place 
where he knew would bring him down. He'd go miles out of his way. And sometimes that's the way we've got to live our life. Being aware of things. You know, man, you know, avoiding those things that we know can draw us into temptation. You know, when you go on diet, have you ever found this when you do a diet? Suddenly, may not be here in Guernsey, but other places, you see Big Macs everywhere. Have you found that? For me, anyway, you see Big Macs everywhere. I find packets of crisps have legs on them. You know, <laughs> they seem to run to you everywhere you go. You can't go anywhere, and they're there before you. And I often found often that we need to learn to respond very quickly, to stop the enemy calling himself around us. Here's what I found. When you don't put yourself in the place that temptation, and you say no to that, the more you say no, the stronger you spiritually become. The more you give way to that, the weaker you become. The more you allow the enemy to call himself around you, to get a bigger grip and a bigger hold on your life. Many of our problems start with our thought life, is that right? It begins in the thought. The enemy sows a thought. And the more you dwell on it, the more you think about it, the more the enemy begins to coil himself around you. And it begins to tug you and pull you. And so here's the thing. We need to respond quickly and reject it immediately. Someone said this, you can't stop birds flying over your head, but you can stop them nesting there. Amen. And so don't entertain those thoughts in your spirit. Immediately reject it. When someone does something, immediately seek to forgive. Immediately seek to obey. When God speaks to your heart, immediately seek to respond. The quicker you respond, the easier it becomes. When the enemy's trying to draw you to places, cause you to do things that you know you shouldn't be doing, as you learn to resist it and say no to it, you build up your spirit, man, and you become stronger. How does a believer become strong? Because he's learned to resist. The Bible says, flee from temptation. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Learn to say no to anything that is not right for your life. And the more you do that, the more you stop the enemy from coiling himself around your heart. When that temptation comes, what do you do? You just what? Take it off. When that unclean thought comes into your head, you know what you do? You shake it off. When that desire to want to get revenge or get even comes, what do you do? You You immediately begin to shake off the things that the enemy wants to get a hold of you. Because if Paul would have allowed that to, to get onto his hand, it would have injected poison into his hand. And the enemy wants to inject poison into your heart. I think bitterness is a poison. How many would say that? Unforgiveness can be a very, very devastating poison. And the Bible says that don't allow those things to get a hold of your heart because they poison the whole of your spiritual system. So what you do, you shake it off. 
Here's the third thing, the last thing. Shake off anything in your life that is trying to take you from your mission. Paul treats the snake, if you like, as a distraction, not a destination. I found sometimes what starts off, a, a, what starts off as a distraction so easily becomes a preoccupation in life. Something that, to begin with, didn't seem to be that important. But the more I give my time to it, the more I give my attention to it, the more I give my affections to it, the bigger it becomes in my life. And it begins to take me out of my God-given mission. You know, people can still be bitter about things that happened 20 years ago because they didn't shake it off. People who've been so hurt and often lose their vision and their passion. Because they've dwelt on it, because they've thought on it, it's taken their eyes off their mission, and the wound that was meant to be a temporary distraction, if you like, begins to be a preoccupation. I want to get a hold of something. When things happen in your life, that is not meant to be a permanent condition of your life. Think about that story. Do you think Paul was going to allow a viper to stop him fulfilling his mission? Do you think that? Do you honestly think Paul was going to allow that viper to stop him going throughout the known world to preach the gospel? As far as he was concerned, that was a distraction. It wasn't going to be a preoccupation. It wasn't going to rob him of his mission. It wasn't going to rob him what God had called him to do. And I think... There can be things in life that when they wrap themselves around us, our snakes become little bracelets. There's so much part of us, they become part of our identity, part of who we are. They're around people's arms every day. People allow it to occupy their lives, it surround their lives. It almost completely takes over their lives. And you begin to take your eyes off the mission. I found the devil has been doing that to the church for centuries. The mission is to preach the gospel. Amen? That's the mission. That's the goal. To preach the gospel. To win people for Christ. That has got to be the heartfelt mission of God. That's what the cross is all about. Can you say amen? So what does the enemy do? He begins to distract his body. He begins to... The enemy tries to distract the church from the main focus of mission. By using all kinds of things so we lose sight of what the mission is all about. And God has got a dream. God has got a purpose. God has got a destiny for your life. And the enemy's goal is to try to distract you in life so you never really fulfill the mission and the calling and the destiny that God has got for you. And so we need to learn to shake off anything that stops us from fulfilling the God-given mission on our hearts. Things that want to come into your life, that want to steal your affections away from God. Things that want to capture your heart. It could be people, hobbies, a worldly lifestyle, all kinds of things that want to wrap themselves around your heart, squeeze out your affections for God. The Bible says that, Jesus says that there's going to be, the enemy is sowing seeds, and one of the seeds he sows is the cares of the world. It distracts us. So we never really fulfill the mission that God gave us to fulfill. I love what Jesus said. He said, I fulfilled 
everything I was called to do. What is the goal of your life? The goal of our lives is at the end of our lives, we can say, I fulfilled the mission. I've accomplished the destiny, the purpose, the plan that God had for my life, and I didn't allow the enemy to rob one moment of that destiny in my life. I didn't allow anything to distract me. And Jesus shook off temptation, he shook off rejection, he shook off pain. Why? Because he had something bigger on his mind. Let's talk about a goat. Is that right? And this goat was right in this deep shaft. And the, they tried everything they knew to get the goat out. They couldn't get the goat out. Tried everything. Tried ropes down, they couldn't get her out. The farmer decided, you know what, I'm going to give that goat a decent burial. We can't get it out, so we're just going to bury it. So they started to get all this dirt and started to throw all the dirt down, down this shaft to the goat. And the more that dirt was beginning to push down, the goat began to suddenly jump up on all the, all the dirt and jump out, out the shaft. What a power, what a great principle in life. That when the enemy starts throwing all kinds of dirt in your life, when he tries to bring all kinds of things in your life, instead of using that to bring you down, why don't you use it to take you up? Amen? I guarantee that every one of us has grown in our lives. Not because everything went well for us, but when, when everything went wrong for us. Those are the times you grew because you used those challenges, you used those difficulties as a stepping stone to take you higher in God. I can honestly say the times I've grown in God have been the biggest challenges. I've been the times when things seem to fall apart, but those are the moments when I look back, they took me up on a new level, to a new dimension, a new niche in God. That's what God says. Shake those things off. Because those, through those things, that you're going to grow higher and higher in God. Can you say amen? Joey, can you give me a sound? I want to turn to a verse. I'll close with this. Uh, Emily, come on. Do what Paul said. All kinds of things in our old nature. Paul says in Ephesians 4, verse 22, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. Okay, I'm going to give you the chance. We've all wanted to do this to Joey, okay? You just put your hand, just come here, just put, put your arm around his neck right there. Very tightly around his neck. And your other arm as well. Emily would love to have died like that, as I'd love to have You know what? In Bible times, if you murdered someone, what they do, they get the very person you murdered and they would tie you, they would tie, you, they would tie that dead body to, your, to you. And they'd put you in the wilderness, and they'd send you out into the wilderness. No water, nothing, because they thought, that what they'd say, the, the dead corruption of that person that's died, that you've murdered, that corruption will begin to get on top of you. All the pollution of that will get a hold of your life. So, you know, go on, Joey. Drag Emily around, Joey. Show your strength, man. The other way, yeah. Make it even harder for him, Emily. Go on, make it harder for him. Let him go blue in the face, and that'll be kind of cool. <laughs> so, Joey, now you can have your own back. Shake it off. 
That was a bit weak. Push it off, go on, push it off. That's better. <laughs> Not that hard, but good. Okay, thank you. What am I saying? There's things that want to get a hold of your life. And Paul says those things that want to get a hold of you, those corrupt things that want to pollute you and affect your life, the only way you can deal with it is not try to argue it out, reason it out. The only thing you can do is shake it off. It's put it off. Just put the thing off. Don't give time to dwell and think on it. Just put the thing off and move on with your life. The past mistakes, the past failures, the times you've messed up, instead of dwelling on them, thinking on them, meditating on them, Pull that thing off and get on with your life. People you've heard, maybe write a letter, put it right, then move on with your life. Whatever it needs to be, just put it off, shake it off, and move on with your life. Don't allow anything to get a hold of you. What are you going to do? Come on, let's all do it. Shake it off. And you go back to work and that boss says those things that you don't like. What are you going to do? Shake it off. Other things that you need right now, say, Lord, in a prophetic way, I'm going I'm to do it in a moment. I want you to think of those things that you need to shake off right now. Things that are really affecting you, things that are holding you back. And almost in a prophetic way, I believe sometimes that there's prophetic actions that we take. Not there's anything, nothing powerful in those things, but they are acts that you're saying in your heart. I've allowed that thing to get a hold of me, to coil itself around me. And by an act of faith right now, I'm shaking it off. That person that so offended me, so hurt me, so brought me down, I'm shaking it off. That thing in my life, that that person I struggle with, I'm shaking it off. I'm not, going to ruin, I'm not going to allow anything else anymore to rob me of my peace. I am shaking it off. I'm not going to let it coil itself around me anymore. Squeeze the peace out of me. Squeeze the joy out of me. Squeeze the love of God and the anointing and the presence of God out of my life. From this time on, I am shaking it off. So just stretch your hand out before you right now. Think of those things that you need to shake off. And then shake them off right now before the Lord. Say, Lord, I'm shaking those things off right now. I'm shaking it off. I'm shaking it off. I'm shaking it off my life. Shaking it off my life right now. Shaking it off my life. It's going in the name of Jesus. Tell it to go right now. So that snake is going off my life right now. It's not going to become abrasive. I'm shaking it off my life right now. No more grip. No more power. No more effects over my life. It's going from this time on in the name of Jesus by the cross and the power of the blood. It's being rebuked. It's being pushed out of my life once and for all. No more power. No more work over my life. It's going in the name of Jesus. I'm shaking it off. I'm shaking it off. It's not going to call its ways and means around me anymore. It's going in the name of Jesus. It's going forever. It's going and it's gone in the name of Jesus. Oh, let's all stand right now, just for a few moments. And let's just thank him right now. Thank him, he's gone. Thank him that the enemy's power over your life in that area has been broken in the name of Jesus. Thank him for the victory right now. Say, Lord, we thank you for the victory. We thank you for the victory. We thank you for the victory, Lord. We thank you for the victory. 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 
We thank you for the victory right now. Father, we just come right now and we bring all those things in our life that the enemy wants to use to coil around our hearts, to squeeze the joy out of us, to squeeze the peace out of us, to squeeze the anointing of God out of us. But Lord, we've made a prophetic declaration this morning. We're shaking those things off right now and we're receiving the victory of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, you've defeated every work of the enemy, out of every power of the enemy. Lord, you've defeated, you've broken his power, you've broken his hold. Right now, we thank you for the victory you've won, and we stand not in our own victory, but the victory of the cross, and we give you all the praise, all the thanks, in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Elam Church. For more downloads, information or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk.